0: This is Robin Lawton, and I'm really excited to be here today on the Overflow Podcast. I'm filling in for my friend, Sally Peavy, who's having some fun and some rest. And I got some really great friends today. I got Pastor Ryan. Hey. I got Alex. Hey. I got Pastor Vernon. Hello. And we are really excited to share some things with you today. Um, we have been in our Sunday morning services, walking through Jesus's life and the things leading through Holy Week, and we have been learning a whole lot. So we're really excited to share that with you. But we've also had so many amazing things going on here at New River Church. So we are going to start with stories. Story time. Story time. Hey, Alex, you want to go first?
1: Yes, I'll go first. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll share a little bit on uh, the gathering that happened this past Thursday, March 10th. And so um, a lot of beautiful things happened. Um, but I guess one of many highlights was... Um, seeing children, I I had put out rugs out in the auditorium, like Mm -hmm. just so people, if they wanted to just literally sit down or lay down and worship the Lord that they could and it didn't have to be done on concrete, but I saw children, um, you know, literally like with little toy cars, go up, sit down and play with their toy cars on the rug. And I had given this, uh, this story about like myself as a kid you know, being six, seven, eight, nine years old um, under the pews of that small church down in Florida, you know, and even though my parents um, and in that church, we were in church probably five, six days a week. um, I was just sharing to people like none of that's really in vain. Me growing up, there's still something in me that I can, I know when the presence of the Lord is in a room, you know, because even as a child, you may think they're just "quote unquote distracted or not paying attention or, but. Don't be deceived. Like children grow up, they know they can smell, they can taste, they can feel when the presence of the Lord is is there. And so I was like, you know, creating that space for the gathering for parents to lead their children by example, and their children to worship. I saw kids too, just like in, you know, and so that was a beautiful reminder. You know, it's not in vain. Like your kids will grow up and they will they will know what the presence of the Lord is, Um, and then. Uh, Other, I'm trying to think. I just had another one, but I think it might have left my brain.
0: So, can you, um? Go ahead. some of the people listening probably have not attended the gathering. Yeah. So, could you just give them like a little, yeah, no, yeah, I'll, I'll what that's like.
1: Yeah. So, many months ago, Holy um, Spirit just deposited this like this dream, this vision of um, wanting to um, have an event or a service um, flow in our church within, let me see how I explain this. So that, uh, it would be outside of like the Sunday stuff, outside of just normal events. I wanted to create an event in which we would just worship for a l- little over an hour. Um, and it's just pure worship um, and no expectation other than we're just going to pursue the Lord. And so we do have nights of worships throughout the year. Um, but even then, um, there are times where people's expectation is, is like, and it's just because of the culture that we are in, is like full band, live music, you know, it's almost like big production. We're here to serve the Lord, yes, but there's also this expectancy of like, you know what to expect. And sometimes in me, I like to kind of get out of that, um, what people expect, because sometimes when you know what to expect, then you're not expecting anything new, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You perhaps are expecting something refreshing, but you're not expecting something new because you know you can... Um, it's routine, yeah. It's routine. Like you're familiar with it. So the gathering is is to get out of that familiarity of what you think a service is going to be like. Because even the band, like, yeah, we have a, a plan, but we only make, practice like two songs. The rest is really free flow. And if we get there, when we get there, it, it's up, you know, it's up to the Holy Spirit to lead that. You know, mm-hmm. um, as an example, like the first song we let we led on at the gathering. Curtis only had one song out of the you know, as far as planned and he ended up singing like two and a half songs. Mm-hmm. Like and that was not planned, you know? And then um he ended up singing for about seventeen minutes and uh the song that he had originally planned was maybe eight minutes long, you know, and it's not that he went over, it's like it's let the Holy Spirit just have have his way. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as far as like uh um the the vision of the gathering is I want people to to just home and, you know, be at the, at the feet of Jesus. Um, I want parents to bring their kids, you know, if if you're comfortable enough. I know sometimes kids can get kind of rowdy, but I want kids to also be in a worship environment with their family in which we can worship together. And it's not always a disconnect as far as like, you know, we, we love and honor and shout out to kids ministry. We love that. It's great for Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. but I wanted to create another space in which parents and kids can worship together. And then another thing is I also want to like stretch our worship leaders too, to like also dig deeper into their creativity and their worship to the Lord. You know, um, that's not just on Sundays. So there, there's a lot of, a lot of details on, uh, and purpose, but it's all intentional and it's all like to just glorify the Lord. So
2: I, last Sunday or one Sunday, I did the welcome. Mm-hmm. and We was to, pr- we promoted the gathering yeah. and it's hard. Like I was trying to put into words what yeah. the gathering is Yeah, and it is, the vision of it, it sounds too simple. Yeah, to be like, well, we're just we're just going, we're just worshiping. Yeah. but there is a purity about it, mm-hmm. and uh, we've had two now. In this past one, I don't know what it was, but. It was the children thing. Mm-hmm. You open it up with that. It took me back to when I used to sit with my mom mm. and my dad's on staff, so we couldn't say too much, but we used to make these, have You haven't made the little S's with the three lines and you connect them and it has the points on yeah. top. Yeah.
1: And then you end up realizing as an adult, that's a gang sign. Yeah. Yes.
2: Okay. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. But I remember like every Sunday on the bulletin, I would make these little S's and color yeah. them in. My mom would yell at me because my, my coloring was too loud, but just that purity <laughs> of church. But anyway. Seeing the kids down mm-hmm. front, there's a picture on Facebook right now where there is a there's someone on her, on their knees, and in the back back of the the far view of her, there's a as a kid just worshiping. Wow! And you even said, I, I forget maybe I made it up in my head, but you were the rugs there were kind of for you to go mm-hmm. and be at the feet of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But with uh, the purity of a of a kid, and mm-hmm. to see, I don't know, I just I felt that. Wow. This past gathering, just yep. just. Just be at the feet as, as yeah. a kid and just worship.
1: Yeah. So like the main mission statement, like, you know, for, for this ministry is I want people to be hungry and thirsty for the Lord and knowing that he is the only one that can satisfy that, you know? And so the only thing that makes um, like, I don't want to say like true worship, but like what makes good worship is not good musicians, good leaders. Like, no, no, no. It is a thirsty people is what makes good worship. You see what I'm saying? Like when you get out of a, 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 you know, a gathering or just, you know, any Sunday event or whatever, you don't when you leave and you're like, man, that was amazing. What makes it amazing is when there's a people that is hungry for the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's I, what makes it more profound.
0: To me, like at the title of the gathering yep. is like perfect. It's literally like God's people showing up with expectation that God is going to be there yes. and literally to just gather in his presence and see what he's going to do. Yep. Um, and that's why God has been teaching me a lot uh, about abiding. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. idea that these children played with their cars in the presence of the Lord is we want to get so that we abide in all things. Yes. And I know yeah. even for me, that's how it felt like literally just um, I had a giant cup of tea and mm. um, this was two ago but I I felt like I was like Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus having a cup mm. of tea with him and, and that's it, what
2: he opened up with yeah mm-hmm. that's funny that's yeah. exactly what he opened up with uh, well yeah. I mean
0: that so that was so for people who haven't been there before it is it's a super unique experience but it's almost like I mean for our services you do you have to plan you have to time children's yep. ministries going on but this idea that it's just like yep. like an hour let's just like we're the family of God let's sit with God and let's see what he does that's
2: what I was gonna say you know we we do like to structure and I'm talking about all humans. We like mm-hmm. to structure worship a certain way, which which has its place. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but sometimes we don't we 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 feel maybe even out of out of reverence, right? Mm-hmm. That we want to worship Christ and give him the honor he deserves, but we might structure it a little too much mm-hmm. because we feel like that's what we should do in reverence to Christ. But what I loved about the gathering this last time too. As you, you even said, if you want to stand, stand. You mm-hmm. want to lay, lay. You want to sit, mm-hmm. sit. And for a long time, a lot of people just sat. And yeah. for me, you know, again, we stand in honor, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, mm-hmm. we do need to do that. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. But there was also a place to just sit. And it was almost kind of y'all singing over us mm-hmm. and the crowd kind of just taking it in and then worshiping. I don't know. It was just a peacefulness yep. and a rest where and I could just sit and not think and just listen. You know, mm-hmm. and that—that's I worship
1: that way. So too. my main, so my main thing for this past Thursday that I felt the Holy Spirit just really wanted wanted for the room was, uh, I felt because it happened to me last week, so, like so heavily, being so distracted by things, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to really just pour a word into people, like, let let's let's not be distracted. Like, I know we're about to talk about Judas a little bit, but I said perhaps the enemy doesn't want to turn you into a Judas, but he'd be content enough to make you into a Martha. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Just if he can just distract you from the presence of the Lord, he, you know, in a, in a weird way, he kind of wins. Like, you know what I mean? You know, you don't even need to betray Jesus completely. If you could just not, if you could just ignore him because you're so distracted with everyday things. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of like the word I felt like giving is like for, for the next hour, let's just all, all eyes on him. Your heart, you know your posture, and that's why you know there's freedom. If you if you want to sit, that's fine. You know, mm. um, and that's where that story of Martha and Mary came in. And um, the, the other thing I, w- I did want to say, um, and uh, there was one. grab you were you sets up the Robin that nailed um, something about the gathering, but. Um, regardless, we'll just keep moving forward. It'll hit me here in a second. <laughs> was it the cup of tea? Alex
2: no. has
0: been working really hard. Man. What yeah. kind of tea
1: was it? That's what I'm
2: interested raspberry. in. Raspberry. Mm,
0: raspberry, yeah, raspberry zinger. <laughs> raspberry
2: tea. But yeah, that's that's what I just love. And that's what got my mind made up just sitting. Like, I can just sit with your coffee, your tea, and just. Just well, I think in our in our
0: in our world, and honestly, us as a staff, we do have so much on us, so many yeah. days, so many hours, mm-hmm. so many teachings, so many preparings mm-hmm. that that we need to learn to re- really being a Christ follower is really about receiving. Mm-hmm. We act like it's about doing and mm-hmm. it's not, you cannot give what you have not received. And mm-hmm. I just think for us as a staff and for our culture to be able to just literally, that's how, that's how the gathering was for me. It was literally a time mm-hmm. to just sit and rest and yeah. receive. And we don't know anything about that in our culture. Wow.
1: Yeah. That was, the, it just came up to me. The, the last thing was um, what the gathering is the song selection has a, has a lot to do with, like, there's always a lot of opinions on, like, what songs we should do in churches. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is not a complaint. It's just a reality. Um, And with the gathering was, like, we may do brand new songs, but we may do songs that are probably hundreds of years old, you know? Mm -hmm. And the point is not which songs we get to do, but to just be open to receive, like, what we're singing to to Jesus and to our King. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, sometimes, you know, people are like, Hey, can we sing more hymns or can we sing more modern? It's like, or that's too new. And it's like for the gathering, it's just be open-handed, mm-hmm. you know, and the songs that we try to do are very catchy and repetitive. And, um, and so that, you know, I am intentional on that part, but regardless, like I want to do hymns, you know, and if you are mm-hmm. one of those people that love hymns, well, then the gathering would be a great place for you, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we hit this past one. Um, here I am to worship. Yeah, here I am to worship. You know, like as soon as we hit that song, Light of the World, mm-hmm. you know, like people started. Oh, it, yes. It got loud quick. i love yeah. when that happens. There was a, yeah,
2: there was a, there was a consensus of. Oh, man. It, 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 it's familiar, familiarity. Yeah. But everybody almost knew that song without oh, yeah. the words, but it also, again, it's a purity. You, it, it led to that point and then you could the feel sweet times. In unison. Yeah. Yes. yeah. In unison, everybody just put their guard So down can I tell
0: you, this is, this is two gatherings ago, but I will tell you a crazy story that happened to me a couple of gatherings ago. Is I was sitting there, and you used a song that I had sung at a Woman of Faith conference. Mm-hmm. So It was probably from the 90s or whatever it was. Um, but it was a conference that I had been to with my mom and my daughter. And my mom is now gone, for those of mm-hmm. you who don't know. She's been gone almost six years from cancer. Mm-hmm. And I, you sang the song, and I was thinking about my mom— Mm. singing the song in heaven and I'm here mm. and my daughter is expecting. And I knew that at that point that she was expecting. And God just gave me this vision of this generation of women. And, um, and we later found out that my daughter is expecting a baby girl. So wow. it was like the baby with my mom, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. What like, song was it? Uh, I, you know, I don't even remember what, what song it didn't matter. <laughs> no, it was, I, it it. I, I want to say it wasn't cause it,
2: uh, well, I remember I, I don't I don't remember about. I remember there was an old school song, but it but yeah but it
0: kind of it kind of blew my mind at the like God gave me this vision of my mom worshiping and thinking that this baby was you know still in in Emily but in the arms of um, you know like do they know each other? But it yeah. was but it was this four gener- I basically had a vision of I don't four, know if it was sponta- If it was a spontaneous
1: song, I apologize, but this was the set list because some it. of the songs are not on oh, the set. Oh, there's none like you. There um, is yep. none like Yeah, yeah.
0: It's a women of Ooh. faith song. So yeah, there it is. So but whatever it was, it. Just gave me this vision of generations and then you know I've told you this sometimes God gives me what I call they feel like prophecies I like stick them in my back pocket mm-hmm. and I really thought Emily was having a boy and then we found out in fact it was a girl so it was like this four generations of women it was a beautiful moment.
2: Hmm. Can we just real quick talk about how PV just went off script and owned <laughs> his last song. I even looked at Shelly I was like is that one of their original songs? Mm-mm. It was just so funny. Talk when we talk no. when Alex says that sometimes they don't plan things Brandon did a song. Did you even know he was going to play that? No. Yeah, because there was no words on the screen, but it was to close out the service. Mm -hmm. But I was just so amazed. So I kind of knew, because we've talked about this before, and I was like, all right, if there's no words up there, this song was definitely not planned. But the fact of he started going, you started picking up keys mm-hmm. somehow to match the song and <laughs> then Esteban on the drums I'm like how like, how is this happening <laughs> mm-hmm. like how do you just all no. of a sudden start playing in unison and have no idea no. that this is going to go
1: that was one of those sweet moments going back to the very initial thought about the, the children mm-hmm. that one of my first guitar songs that I learned was that song
2: <laughs> oh. i've never heard it
1: i've never And heard it that was there. one of the sweetest moments because like in my music world that, that particular song had these really cool chords. And so mm-hmm. as soon as he started singing, I'm like, no way. I literally opened up the gathering talking about my childhood, mm-hmm. you know, and how pure and beautiful that was, that none of that's in vain. Mm-hmm. You grew up in an adult and you want, you still want that. And then he ends up with a song that we didn't even communicate. And he ends up singing a song that brought me back to Such those child. like early wow. teenage years. like. I'm telling you, the Lord, only the Lord does stuff like this.
0: That's amazing.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. That was cool. sweet like that. And I loved how he had no shoes on. That was just funny to me.
1: Yeah, he did take all his <laughs> shoes. Hey, man. He no shoes Holy on ground, all baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then y'all had Chick-fil-A afterwards. Yeah. That's a real Christian night right there. Oh, yeah. Aww. Yeah, we did
3: have
2: Chick-fil-A.
1: Uh, it, was, anyway. it was a beautiful night. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if y'all want to segue to, in, to the Grove, but the gathering was amazing. Uh-huh.
0: I heard the Grove was good. The Grove! was amazing the grove was amazing we had about 200 women here wow. um and just everything about it. so the theme of the weekend was count it all joy but it was really this idea of joy in trials count it mm-hmm. all joy when you uh, are in trials of all kinds and um what a difficult situation that would be and we had um shelly shared a lot of her story which was beautiful she has really um use that. What is it? Jesus beauty for ashes taken, mm-hmm. taking a story that was ashes and just testifying yeah. to the goodness of God. And, yes. um, that was the whole weekend. And there was a panel of women who shared their hearts. They went deep, um, beautiful. Uh, somebody spoke about the, um, And our last night of worship, Logan told an amazing story about surrender Mm -hmm. uh, that was very powerful. Somebody brought that back up again. And um, Shay Brackney did share that when she thinks of surrender, you know, we always put our hands out with surrender. And she turned her hand upside down so that you drop the thing out of your hand Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. surrender. And that was a mind blower for a whole bunch of us. And I think... um, we talked to so many women who received just what they needed. There was teaching, there were breakout, there were all these things. There was Moe's, there was a donut wall. Like we, it was like the whole thing was great. But I think what the come away was that in this world, you will have trouble, but we have a savior who walks us through every one of those hard things. So I don't think it was like, fix your problem, fix your problem, get happy, get this. Mm. It was this idea that in this world we will have trouble, but we walk with a savior who gives us beauty for ashes. Now that's mm-hmm.
2: profound. Cause we, We, I, we talk about that, find your, where's your joy? It's Mm -hmm. not, and sometimes I guess we don't do it clear enough for people, for us to understand, even myself, when we say, what's your happiness and joy? It's not that all your issues are fixed. Mm -hmm. It's that you realize you, you are being renewed through all the things of life, things you Mm -hmm. bring on yourself, things that other people bring on you, or just events in life. Mm-hmm. Like you are being renewed through those. That's where we find our joy. It's, it's not a purpose. the purpose. It, right. Everything is a purpose and mm-hmm. that's a purpose too, but no, that's, that's good stuff. So and,
0: that's why I felt like the, the beauty of it wasn't like, let me tell you how to fix your problem. Yeah. The beauty was we all have problems. We all walk with a savior. Let's encourage one another mm-hmm. wherever we are in that issue. Yeah. And, um, and it just, I think it was, <sighs> kind of like the gathering it was like a, a like a wash of rain yeah. that everybody needed. The world is a hard place right now. I mean, we're still kind of now covid doesn't really exist. Um but like you know, it's it's been a tough mm. two years in a, in a million ways. And yeah. um and so everybody has experienced we are all in hard times even when things I
2: happen. was going to say we can all relate to that feeling. 100%. Yeah, some some are bigger than others if you want to say that, but to ourselves each one of our own issues and problems mm-hmm. is just as big, you know, to mm-hmm. me. And so just saying, find the joy in that. Count it as joy because you do. Your mm-hmm. savior will walk you through that and strengthen you because of it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the good. community and the transparency, that's one of the things yeah. that I always said that I think that we do really well here at New River is we don't hide stuff. We mm-hmm. are super authentic. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly, I, um, so I moved from this, from the north 15 years ago and um, at one point I was kind of in another place and the authenticity does not exist like it exists here like mm-hmm. this place is special and we do life together life is better when we do it together yeah so. that's, beautiful. That a, that's a mm-hmm. song
2: always better when we're together mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I think that's, it'll um, be at the next gathering I think that's um, Jack
2: Johnson yeah. Jack Johnson Jack
1: I don't know bro
0: yeah you know that
1: maybe I do so,
2: <laughs> now I gotta find it out how well, better when you're together <laughs>
0: okay i'm gonna take i'm gonna take us from here oh, because man. um i heard the last podcast was the longest one and I'm not looking to break a record today jack johnson so, is confirmed so okay. i'm moving on i'm moving on <laughs> um so i want to get back to our kingdom comes um thy kingdom come series and really um i think there's a few things that we've been pointing out with this series thy kingdom come first of all we're looking at like Jesus did not come when he walked on the earth and fix Everything, but he showed us pieces of the kingdom in every miracle that he did and every person that he talked, he showed us what it was supposed to be like so that we could look forward to that. Um, and Ryan, you've made a big deal about the time is now and mm-hmm. just the amazingness of how the timing of everything that Jesus did. So we're going to kind of talk a little bit about this. Um, I am going to jump in and being, cause I want to talk about this because uh, Jesus's first miracle in the book of John is the wedding at Cana. Mm. And, um, and they, they run out of wine at this wedding and Jesus's mother comes to him and says, there's a problem. And, And basically Jesus says, how is this my problem? It's not my time. And Jesus' mother says, do whatever he tells you. And and I, as a mom, love this idea that Jesus allows it mm. to be the time because his mom asked. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that fits yeah. into everything. It's one of the most beautiful things. But this first miracle where Jesus, he te- he tells them to take the ceremonial cleansing mm. jars, which keep water so they can be clean. And he tells them to fill them up with water and then they dip it out and they find the best wine ever. And um And so to me, this first miracle which is the time, right? This is mm-hmm. the time he decides to start doing miracles and he shows us the kingdom. They were washing themselves with water, but now they're going to need to wash themselves with his blood. Yeah. So this mm. beautiful miracle. So the time is perfect and it shows us a piece of the kingdom. So I just, mm. that was the first miracle. So I started there. Um, Ryan, you took us into the story of Lazarus and we yeah. kind of talked about this. Um, anything about the Lazarus? What do you think about the timing of that? And Yeah.
2: The- and that's the thing. the Lazarus thing because we've we've mentioned this a couple of times too, but that was kind of the final straw. That's mm-hmm. the best way I guess we can say it. I don't know the exact days or hours, right. but th- we see in in the Bible that as soon as this Lazarus thing happened, the Pharisees were basically like, "Okay, we have to do something. Mm-hmm. Like this is it? Mm-hmm. No more. He just raised someone from the dead." And I honestly say, <laughs> he, Jesus did it so that they will believe. We mm-hmm. see that all throughout the scriptures, and so the Pharisees are like. They're going to believe if we don't do something. Mm-hmm. Little did they know, people would believe more because he was about to do something better, which is be raised. But I feel like it's such an amazing,
0: like you know, Jesus had done a couple of miracles here and there, but very publicly yeah. raises. It, like it's it's literally his last call to be like, watch my sign and wonder. Oh, he on says, "Earth, that. yeah." yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. He, he, that's what the uh, you, how how did he say? It? "You're um, this is done," so you could see the glory mm-hmm. of. Um, I, this is paraphrased, but. Who, the son may be glorified or however it was. And that's really talking about, He Jesus knew what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was being glorified in the moment of Lazarus. I think it was even further than that to say, you're about to see me be glorified mm-hmm. through my father in heaven right. as, as I'm raised from the grave. But because he can say that, because he knew what was about to happen with the Pharisees finally saying, let's let's do something about this. But yeah, so that's why it was, the, the time is now kind of the theme here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that led us to really Jesus fully putting that plan into action as we get into the triumphal entry, which mm-hmm. we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so that's where this all started. Mm-hmm. And in this series, this is what I think is interesting. Lo- what I love about this series is we all kind of sat down and talked about this, the timeline, and even picked out some of the stories that we really want to teach the, the church on. But it is, it is an order of events of this last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robin, I think you mentioned this um, multiple times that, you know, if through the Easter season, we hit our, our, couple stories, right? We always do the cross. We always do the resurrection. And there's a couple things that we always talk about, the triumphal entry, but there's a lot that we also miss in his last week. And so we wanted to really be diligent and specific on these stories to give a better picture of the full Easter story, all Mm -hmm. that Jesus is going through, even puts you in the mindset of the disciples at this time of what mm-hmm. they're going through. Uh, talking about Mary and Mark, and there's a lot of things, even the crowds that's happening, the Pharisees, the Romans, there's a lot going on. And we're trying to give you a whole better picture of the whole Easter story because when we do that, we see little details within here um, that really date back all the way to the Old Testament, and that's what's like been fun. Even
0: as a staff, it's uh, they've been mind blowing, right? You see yep. pieces because we're looking at it so carefully. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when you're teaching on Sunday, like you know, I mean, I, we've all read the story multiple times. Some people haven't read it from the scripture. Um, a lot of the staff has, but it's just so many things that you just never noticed before.
2: Yeah, I've been talking to a couple people too, just. Because it's interesting what the Holy Spirit does to to while you're listening to mm-hmm. the word, right? And we, I mm-hmm. say this too. He might do something to you than he does to you, right? There's right. different things. So it's funny to hear what people get out of it. A lot of it is It's bringing it fully together because we brought in the Old Testament. Um, oh, shoot. What was I going to say? I had a great point, no, <laughs> but I got rambled. I went on a rant. Someone talk so I could figure out what I was going to say.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Bro,
2: I'll find it.
0: Yeah. You'll. F- but well. But I was just thinking that it's almost like the story because we've been talking about looking at the some of these things in all the four gospels. And oh, that's what I was going <laughs> to say.
2: Sorry. Thank you, Holy you Spirit. I didn't mean to go ahead, Ryan. Go. Oh no. Okay. No, so you go. That, that's what I was going to. So it's interesting to hear what people get out of the message. But for me, it's I never expected to stay in John. I knew that there's this whole Easter story is told by all four gospels, but mm-hmm. they all have different perspectives in this. Mm. But when we look at John and this is what we found yesterday coming up on the story that we're going to share this Sunday is that John is teaching and he focuses more on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying anything back about Matthew, Mark, or Luke, but my, my thing is they give more detail about the whole thing. John just goes straight to Jesus and the story of the, um, in the garden, this is where it really solved to me. Matthew, Mark, and Luke gave specific details about what Judas did, how he said it. He told the guards, Mm -hmm. this is the one. All John said is the guards came up to him and Jesus is the one who said, who are you looking for? I am he. That's never in the three other gospels. Mm -hmm. It's all about what Judas said approaching Jesus. And it's like, John just wanted it to be all about Christ. And I think it's interesting that we are staying in John more rather than the other Gospels who give more detail on know, That's what like.
0: Yeah, yeah. Judas is a supporting character yes. in the book. Mm-hmm. Of, all, all the other characters are supporting and Jesus is truly the leading man. The, now we look at all four to get mm-hmm. the bigger picture, mm-hmm. right?
2: So clearly that's, those are those are good. We need to do well, that. And but I didn't know this because like, I was
0: looking this up, but and probably you all knew this, but they call the first three the synoptic Gospels because they are literally more detailed with those things and mm. tell a lot of the same stories. And and even when you look it up, they recognize recognize John to be almost like a different kind of literature yeah. like based on Jesus's life.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which John I, I is I told you but I did not uh, yeah.
0: n- know those words. It's
1: very I mean. evident as soon as John the book of John starts mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's oh yeah. yeah. It's all about My Yeah. Yeah, it's all about Jesus's know? love for us. Yeah. And,
2: uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that but uh, on Sunday about the I am stuff but yeah, that's a, that's a it's pretty cool. I that's what I've gotten a lot out of it. More Old Testament New Testament relation and um the, the gospels, they're different stories, the way they tell and talk about this differently. Mm-hmm. It's just enlightening.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's super fun to see things that you haven't seen before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very, very cool. um And so this very last week, we talked about basically the Last Supper and out of John. John is the only gospel, if I'm correct, Ryan, that mentions the washing of the feet.
2: yes yeah, So that, another interesting thing, again, it's because it focused on Jesus. Um, now, the Matthew, Mark, and Luke talked about the, the communion part of that, right. Right, what the bread represents. They, they all mentioned Judas. They all kind of mentioned something about Judas. So we know that this was the same supper, but John is the one who mentioned the washing of the feet. Mm-hmm. What I want to know, because there is no timeline, when did the washing of the feet happen in relation to the dinner? But, and that's interesting to me because what we find, what we didn't even cover was what we just talked about pre-podcast was Judas eating the bread where it literally says, "Then the devil in- entered him." Was that
0: before? Or okay, after? so so this is so I, this is part of what I was looking at. I was I was all over. It. If I could tell you all the things I learned yesterday, um, but it says the evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas. So so mm-hmm. the if if the seder if the Passover meal was the same meal that it is now, there are four cups during that. So, and the cups all represent different things. So part of what I read was people believed that, that there's an argument against the fact that Judas could have taken communion because of a lot of things connected in the Catholic faith. But so it was, the meal was in progress. So it sounds like he was probably going through the four cups and somewhere between cups, he probably does this feet washing Mm. thing.
2: In the Mm. order that it's written, it definitely is that Judah. what how how does it, the devil has entered the heart of judas or something like that mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then the next couple of verses so it are says the so the devil
0: had food. already prompted judas okay, which and is then, really interesting so, yeah. and then so later he says mm, yeah. afterwards uh he takes the bread and satan enters judas
2: so this just came to my head cuz i mentioned this on sunday too so it says judas uh Jesus, the devil prompted judas mm. then he got his feet washed mm-hmm. so I do believe that Judas had an opportunity to repent. Now we know that the plan was for this to happen. So, Mm -hmm. But my point is Jesus even tried to symbolically wash Judas and say, I know what you're about to do and I'm still washing you Mm -hmm. and you can still be washed in your soul.
0: Mm-hmm. But, I I believe I, right? so. To me, this and we we had a little bit of this conversation. All y'all throw in, yeah. But like, what do you think it means when the devil prompted Judas?
1: Oh man, we, okay,
2: <laughs> uh, 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 and I, I'm also, I've talked a lot, but let me just say that good old mysteries I, of the Lord, <laughs> I, right? It is, and I I think did I throw this question out during our summer planning? I was like, okay, let's talk about this for a second because I, I don't know. I really don't know. I think I landed on the temptation part. Only because later you see that he entered mm-hmm. that, and I, yesterday we talked about this. He could have turned away and repented through the temptation. Mm-hmm. When devil entered him, it was like Judas gave full permission for that. That's he, possession. I, I would yes, agree. Yes, he well he went into. I'm definitely doing this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, the temptation grew through that supper. And it was finally to the point of I've fully submitted to what the devil wants me to do. I've always submitted to the plan that I want. You, you know, what I mean? so he still had that chance. So, you know, it's, I think it's temptation.
0: Okay, so yeah, well, and here's where I'm going to say this. I I believe if Satan entered him,
1: mm.
0: I believe that he became an antichrist, yeah. who has always tried to kill the Messiah from the beginning. Right. That's true. Right. That's the yeah. so.
2: antichrist or possessed because Both. that's
0: do you think well, the Antichrist won't be possessed? Yeah. Right. I think well, it's the yes, spirit of I the Antichrist. So you right, can, right. Yeah. But there's you're, also
2: possession without being the
0: Antichrist. Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I'm saying? No, well, yeah, yeah. Well, you, yeah. You're talking about like a form of Antichrist. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but definitely possessed because that's what the Bible says. You know, mm-hmm. like that's 100%. possession. Yeah, I, I'm curious too. I'm kind of, um, let's see if we can connect these two. But when you said that the Catholics don't believe that he could have taken communion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, there is part of, um, is it Second Corinthians that talks about like if you take it,
3: oh, and oh, like in an unworthy way.
1: Yeah, let, right. let's that let it, give the verse. Oh,
3: that's give good the verse because it says
1: the scripture also teaches that it brings weakness and death to those who do not discern it properly. Like talking about communion, like that, that's like why taking it unworthily
0: take, for the wrong, yeah. yeah.
1: And that this is a powerful meal. This is just me paraphrasing. It is a meal of life and death. This is not mere tradition. Nothing in the new covenant is mere tradition. Like, I wonder, him taking it, taking it. It was almost the opposite effect because. That's what he said.
0: That's, see, I get, get very confused. So Jesus is the bread of life. Yeah. So when Jesus hands hands this bread, and Satan enters. Like the symbolism of that, that's what I've been sort of pulling my hair around trying to understand.
2: Well, let me, wait, let me back up a little bit just to give, we know what we're talking about, but we never read the actual passage. So here, just, we're talking about two things, really. Verse two of chapter 13 was what we started with. Now, by the time of supper, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas. Mm -hmm. Then further down, is it in, I got to find it. It's in 20. Okay. And 26 of that same passage. He already washed the feet and he's predicting, he's telling the disciples, one of you will betray me. Then in verse 26, he said, the one that will betray me, he's the one I give the piece of bread to after I have dipped it. When he dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas. After Judas ate the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Therefore, Jesus told him what you're doing, do it quickly. So what Alex, what you're talking about is after he ate the bread. So he tempted or he, he, What's the word? Prompted. Prompted. Yeah. Washed his feet, then gave the bread and Satan entered him. That's Mm -hmm. the whole scene. So what, yeah. So that's context.
1: Yeah. And that's the whole thing, like how powerful communion can be Mm -hmm. is that, you know, and that's how sometimes we are like pretty sensitive to it when we, when we do it with like an entire congregation. But as long as we're clear, I think it's, that's fine. Right. But it's amazing how communion, like because it's the blood and the body of Christ, it, it, Brings healing to you. This is this right. is like you right. know. It should bring life. It should bring 100%. life to you. Bread of life. That is the mm-hmm. representation right. and how meaningful and impactful, like, and profound this is. But the Bible is also like in verse in uh, First Corinthians, I believe, chapter eleven. Um, there's also almost like a warning too of when you are not right with the Lord and you're just taking it out of your heart's not aligned. Right. It it actually it brings on. It's almost like a curse. It can mm-hmm. bring death to you. It's, I know this is very crazy and we think about no. like, oh my gosh, but this is the Bible, y'all. <laughs> like, No, I'm saying that th- we never talk stuff, and that's and why so, it sounds foreign. And so Judas, in other words, this is how profound this is. You know, It's like, he did this. If not, like, think about this. At the end of the Last Supper, the disciples still wondered who the person is, right. even though it was still revealed who it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They still mm-hmm. had doubt, like, nah, not Judas. Mm-hmm. Because they thought he was just going to go out and get Food or whatever, the Bible, you know. About would they eat for the festival.
3: Yeah. Says, yeah. They
1: didn't think he was going to go, you know, betray Jesus the way he did. And so to me, that means he had to have participated in the communion as well and the washing of the feet. And, you know, like mm-hmm. everything seemed quote unquote normal. Right. You know, but in Jesus' spirit, there's something going on.
2: Two things, man, that you just said, and I want to go back to something, but the communion... Brings life mm-hmm. but could also bring death. And that's it's exactly what it did. It brought death to Judas, brought death to Christ, but through the death of Christ, it brought life to all of us. Wow. And it all started seemingly from that piece of bread that was eaten. Think about that. All right, go back real quick. Yeah. Because I'm still I'm still on the devil had already put it or prompted
3: in the heart of Judas. Dude, I am sorry. Don't Robin, you gotta share what you shared earlier. Don't hmm. you Oh, that's sorry. Yes. Okay. I, I'm sorry that Okay, and I'll go. Yeah. So
0: in John chapter six, Jesus is for the first time saying, and I'll read these verses right out of it. This is uh 51 in here. Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. The bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Therefore, when many of his disciples heard this, um, they said, The teaching is hard, who can accept it? From that moment, many of the disciples turned back and Jesus says says to the disciples, because they're asking this question, didn't I choose the 12? Yet one of you is the devil. He was referring Mm. to Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, one of the 12, because he was going to betray him. And so, (laughs) right, right. So my wondering here is in this moment when Jesus says this thing, has, has he just, Judas just chosen in this moment that I'm not going to eat of this flesh? So is this? So the fact that he connects this particular word of Jesus being the bread, and Judas being the betrayer in this moment. Now this is all the way back in chapter six, way before this happened. Okay.
2: Well, you just said too. He didn't say one of you is a bad disciple. He said one of you is the devil. One of Mm -hmm. you is the devil. So the devil had to enter him to to fulfill Christ's words.
0: True. Yep. So. And so even this whole, so it it seems that maybe at this moment, Judas decided that he was not going to partake of Jesus as the bread of life. Do you think
1: Judas knew at that point? Judas? No. Yeah. I don't know. He wasn't tempted yet. I know. I think think there was highly like influence, however long that had been, you know, like in that season where Judas was just starting to go downhill. I just think there was a lot, a lot of heavy influence. And then by the time he gets to the Last Supper, and there's that last straw, like the devil finally Broke possessed him, him and acted—you know—the final acts.
2: Well, Judas, as it, as we read, he was the money guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in his upbringing, in his personality, there had to have been some kind of—I I don't want to put this on him, but I think it's tr- greed. Mm-hmm. I think he was the love of money was a bigger deal to him than the love of Jesus. And we see this today, right? I'm not, this is everybody, a lot of us, not everybody. So I think, yeah, I think it was a little along that Judas was kind of broken down, but it all started with his internal desires, which was seemingly money.
1: In a spiritual sense, like a lot of times we talk about um, open doors in our spiritual selves. And so this is where as individuals, we have to really be careful and be aware that if you create an open door, like so, you just said perhaps you just had an open door of greed. How the devil sees that and can feed—no, oh, sorry—can feed into that more and more. And you wonder, man, how can you just go from point A to point Z? Like he was with Jesus. Mm-hmm. What a what an amazing opportunity. Very very. Only a few had that opportunity. Yet even in that quote unquote perfect scenario, one completely turned. Right, You know, and that's why I always tell people, doesn't matter how perfect you think, you know, maybe if I was in that place, it would be better. Like, no, like not the perfect scenario is not always the the answer. Mm-hmm. Right, It is a self thing where you have to die to yourself and, and it is up to you how you die to yourself that you will receive, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. my whole thing, though, like with open doors is like, um, the whole point to me was like going, seeing Judas from the whole thing. I think having open doors is how ultimately he got possessed to where it wasn't a big deal in the beginning. You know, he probably thought, nah, maybe this will be taken away or broken at some point. Mm-hmm. And then it just got deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where now you have lost full control of yourself and the devil has an opportunity to possess you. You, you pointed that out. Yeah. And that's the verse, of you, Ephesians 4.27.
2: Right. What you yeah. talked about.
3: Yeah. And I think, I mean, Ryan, what you said just a second ago about Judas and the money. I mean, I think scripture interprets scripture. It's clear in Hebrews it says, money is the uh, excuse me, the love of money mm-hmm. is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Not money itself is evil, but the love of money is the root of all evil. And so we see in scripture too with Judas. I mean, that seemed to be his motivator. Mm-hmm. It was clear that after he did what he did, they paid him off, you know. And um, so it was clear that money not for was much, his motivator. you know, That's, what's I mean, so that's crazy. What's crazy, right? Exactly, exactly. So that open door, the, the foothold or whatever we've allowed in, you know, the enemy to come in he did what he did. You know what's interesting I was just thinking about this a second ago. Like of the disciples. I know Jesus said this to others as well especially the Pharisees. Um but primarily within the context of the disciples. His 12 disciples he said to Now I could be wrong correct me if I'm wrong. But two people he called Satan. He said it to Judas, mm. called him the devil, but he also said it to Peter. Mm. But Peter obviously he builds this church off of Peter, right? Um and so obviously I don't know if you know he was actually calling Peter actually, Satan, he said, get behind me, get thee behind me, mm-hmm. Satan. Mm-hmm. But one repented, one didn't. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? One followed Christ, another didn't. You and know. we see Peter's heart was pure. Well, you don't see that well, so much so We, with we talked a
0: little bit about this. So this is, um, so I my thoughts about this is that there's a, every, to everyone who is listening, mm-hmm. everyone in our country knows and has heard who Jesus claims to be. Mm-hmm. Judas knew Jesus, he walked with him, but he did not recognize him as his Messiah. Right, mm. And Peter did like yes. literally in this same chapter, when it talks about betrayal, it finishes, it talks about Judas, but it goes right on to talk about Peter. And mm-hmm. we had this conversation, like yeah. why was Peter considered when, you know, he's Peter, say, Satan is asked to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you, and when you turn, strengthen your brothers. So what was the difference? I believe that Jesus, that Peter, and we know this, recognized Jesus as the Messiah and yeah. took him as his Messiah, yes. I believe that, and so I think we uh-huh. need to be really careful out there. Like, if you're listening, like, G- is Jesus your Lord and Savior, mm. or is He a guy that you know about the miracles? Right. Like, you right. got to decide right. because yep. Judas mm. knew exactly who He was, yes. but chose not to call Him Lord. And mm. I think that's, that's the difference. A hundred percent.
1: That is what I constantly like. That is my language mm-hmm. because I'll, everybody knows Jesus's like resume. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. especially in the South, if you grew up in church, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody knows Jesus died. He rose on the third day. He performed signs and wonders. He walked on water. Like everybody knows the the old biblical stories, you know, the Old Testament stories. Mm -hmm. Like, but all that becomes information if it's not true to your heart, Mm -hmm. you know, and the way you can find, I guess we're just going straight gospel now. But like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like the way you know if the Lord is Lord and Savior is like, man, has he completely um, taken over you, mm-hmm. your actions, your minds, your mm-hmm. thoughts, your behavior, like mm-hmm. that is true repentance. Mm-hmm. You know, I always, another thing I always say is like, um, you know, uh, has he taken residence over your life or you're, or are you just like attending church? You know, the Christian life is not about attendance it's about residence, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and so that is, that is the difference now when you start like seeing the disciples and Judas, I loved how you say that, Peter recognized him as messiah and and Judas never really did you and know it was money yeah. for him and so like that. that that is so hard well, even, Wait, me go ahead
0: well the story of the washing of the feet like that's what makes the washing of the feet so amazing is that Jesus Jesus knows that he's been prompted mm. and Jesus washes everyone's feet. And ultimately the story, you know, you got Simon, who's just amazing here. He's like, you're not going to wash, you're not going to wash my feet. And it goes back to that receiving. Like Mm -hmm. Jesus basically said, if you don't receive my washing of my feet, then you have no part with me. Mm -hmm. So, so then Simon, who I love, Peter says, well, then wash all of me. Right. right? And so Jesus says, you know, you don't, you don't, you just need this. And so here's the thing, like even Jesus, Jesus reconcile the whole world to himself. Jesus Gosh. washes all the disciples' feet. I believe that Peter receives the washing and Judas doesn't. Look at the,
1: yeah. I don't know if this is a stretch, but I just kind of, in a weird way, have a parallel. John the Baptist baptizing Jesus. Mm-hmm. John's like, you're the one that's supposed to baptize me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and and the same thing happens, like washing the feet. Jesus is washing their feet. Like, you're, you know, I'm supposed to wash your feet, your head, your hands. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Jesus, man, is the things he did, man, it disrupted culture because he's like, we, we do, we need a culture change here. You know, mm-hmm. like y'all's hearts are far, far away from me, you know? And, uh, I just see a beautiful picture there. Yeah. Even was- from the beginning of ministry, like, you know, like from that point on, he gets sent to the desert and then you see at the mm-hmm. end of his ministry, towards the end, like, he's still the same, you know, like serving. He's like,
2: savage. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's another thing about this. I keep reading little one liners
2: yeah. through these. Guys. I'm like, this dude, this yeah. dude is a savage. Man. Yeah. He just he disrupts culture. Oh, he he's does. Like, because you need it, you know? Yeah. Okay, let me go back to this. This question has been on my mind ever since we started this. So, verse two, going back to this, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas, I think. A key word there is heart. And here's what I ask. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too too deep into this. Do you think something on your mind, if if you have something put into your mind, that you can control whether you follow through with that? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like on your mind, do you think that you could control either I do that or I don't do that? Good mm. or bad. You know what
1: I'm saying? I think so, how you would define you can control.
2: Meaning you have the ability, maybe through yeah, Christ— yeah to yeah, yeah. not follow uh, let's just call it a sin that's what we're
1: talking before about. it gets to your heart so is that, yeah, yeah okay that's what I'm trying to, okay. I'm trying to separate the mind here. And yeah, yeah the heart? so let
2: me just ask you i and I'll, okay I'll, i yeah. think if it's in my mind i have a it's easier for yeah. me to not follow through with it but if it's on my heart it's oh, yeah. something i desire
1: so the way the way i think about it you know we always go back to fruits of the spirit and the way i see the holy spirit in one way in my life is um you know one of the fruits of the spirit is self control and when something when something comes into my mind, before I'm quick to react or say something, I, I tend to pause and let it not be, become a nest and eggs in my mind, mm-hmm. but I let the Holy Spirit be the one to purify mm-hmm. that thought. You see what I'm saying? So we always talk, like one of the things I talk about is uh, what's the difference between like reacting and responding mm-hmm. you know and I know we all struggle a lot of times depending on what topics happen in our everyday lives where we react to respond but but self-control that patience factor of the fruits of the spirit which only comes through the Holy Spirit is when a mind comes before it, it hits my heart I want the Holy Spirit to purify that so it doesn't become like this nest and eggs and then it becomes like fully birds yes, you know like yeah. that's my point you, you know yeah. what I'm
2: saying so note he said he he didn't put it into the mind of Judas. He put it into the heart. Into the heart. Yeah. His, his deepest desires, the things he loves yeah. in his heart. You know? I think
1: the only way, though, that could have happened, though, is it's like the devil knew just inching way into Judas through those three and a half years, however long Judas was with Jesus. Like, man, he was just planting seed after seed. He may mm-hmm. not have given him the full picture yet, obviously, but man, just getting him more greedy, more greedy, more yeah. greedy.
3: Well, yeah, there's the, oh, go ahead, no, go, well, go ahead. Well, there's yeah, because there's the temptation, obviously, that comes from the enemy. But mm-hmm. then we also have to deal with our own sinful nature, right? And uh, we clearly see Judas has and we do ourselves. And I think there is a progression. James talks about James chapter one, uh, verse uh thirteen. It says, No one undergoing a trial should say, I am being tempted by God. Uh, for God is not tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desires. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to, birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. My whole point of sharing that is just that there was a process. There was yeah. prog- there was progression. You know, oh, I mean? it yeah. started somewhere. You know, whether the, the mind, heart, whatever, um, it started somewhere and then it grew. So, yeah, I, I do think it. You know, we have the power through the Holy Spirit to stop something or, you know, to move forward in something. But um, it starts. It starts somewhere and it yeah. progresses. I don't think if there's, you're if it's you're just also a big thing if
1: you're also that yeah. deep already, it's not that hard for the devil to just go straight to your heart.
0: Well, that's right. what. So, like, I'm you almost know? like I yeah. love all this, and and of course, we don't really know, but like, did. Did he tempt his mind in John chapter six, when Jesus said yeah. on the bread of life, like, was that the place where, mm. I mean, we can't know that for sure, but it's really an interesting corollary. And that's, we've talked about this. That's how you know, the Bible is true because you just look at all these things. And when you start putting the pieces together, you're like, no one could have made a puzzle, yeah. all these pieces and that it actually all fits together. I mean, mm. you know, we're, we're, tear, we're tearing down statues from 50 years ago because they don't make <laughs> sense anymore. And the Bible still, still all makes yeah. incredible sense.
2: Speaking of that, I want to go um, speak on the rabbit trail we got down yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about the Passover festival. Yeah. This this honestly blew my mind. It's might I might just butcher this, but it is just it's talk about this. There's so many pieces to prove the Bible is not only real but relevant. So, just follow me on a second, mm-hmm. for the second. This we see and this all came about because in the in that same Uh, chapter, it starts with before the Passover festival. So this Sunday I tried to give um, a very brief explanation of what the Passover festival was. It was a celebration of God's deliverance from Israel out of Egypt. So I don't know where this came to you, but then we started talking about Pentecost somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh no, no, here's how it did, is that they were celebrating this, this festival now in this time where Jesus was about to be crucified. And we don't know for sure, but it's a might be the same day that Jesus was crucified on the cross to deliver us from all of sin. So the day of...
0: Well, I mean, it literally was the Passover festival. That's why they were trying to get him on the cross in time. So it was Passover. There we go. We know it was Passover. So
2: they were celebrating Passover that happened in Egypt years ago in Exodus. Then it was the the true Passover through Mm -hmm. Jesus on the day of his death. Now, after this... You see all the way back then I might just read this to make it make sense. There's another festival that they celebrated and it is called Shavat, or the feast of weeks or the feast of first fruits. If Mm. if you've ever heard about this, basically what that was is it was 50 days after the Passover when uh, they celebrated the fact that God would give them an abundance walking to the promised land, give them uh, the land to grow, to flourish on. And I'm trying to find it as I'm reading it. Um, but what's interesting is that was 50 days after the Passover, right? Now, this goes back to Pentecost, 50 mm. days after Jesus died on the cross. That's the same festival that they celebrated. It happened to be the same day of Pentecost. Why is this important? Well, the 50 days after in Exodus, the, the festival of first fruits or weeks or whatever it was, was the, also they celebrated the day that God gave Moses the law, the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. So 50 days after the deliverance from Egypt, they got the, the Torah, the law. 50 days after the death of Christ yeah, where the law is yeah. irrelevant, they get the Holy Spirit to guide and lead them Come on. It's a puzzle pieces that are put together and mm. it, it's nothing and we said this nothing is by chance. Does that make sense? Oh, like, yeah, it. Makes sense, yeah. It, it, and you have it right here. like the fact that he 50 days after gave them the law which they were supposed to live by that would that's supposed to make them righteous.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: 50 days after death the death of Christ you get the thing that only makes you righteous, mm. which is the Holy Spirit.
0: Well, and, and where it, it, is, it says that, you know, he'll write, he'll write his law in our hearts. Right. The Holy Spirit right. is the law and written the in our hearts. Come and on. that's why it says, you know, we, we don't need anyone to teach us because the Holy Spirit lives in us now. Mm. Right. And that's the so law. So he literally replaces mm. the, he, well, he, he replaces the old covenant with the new covenant. He yeah. replaces the law with the Spirit. Yeah.
2: So mm. just to give you a little, so here's, here's how this means. So Pentecost... And the Feast of Weeks are really the same thing. I'm just reading straight off of this website. You see, in the Hebrew calendar, the Feast of Weeks occurs seven weeks after the Passover. And the Hebrew name for the festival is Shavat, which means weeks. So seven weeks after the Passover, after seven sevens, that is on the 50th day, they had this festival. And this that's where the term Pentecost comes from, because in the Greek, Pentecost means 50th. So Hebrew, mm-hmm. Shavat, Greek, Pentecost, English, weeks. In any language, they're all referring to the same thing. It's the Jewish festival that goes all the way back into Israel's history to the time they came out of Egypt and started heading towards the promised land. This was to remember how the Lord brought them out of their bondage in Egypt and at the Passover brought them into the promised land where they can enjoy such bounty. Uh, And it was a time of rejoicing, a time to remember, and a time to rejoice at all the Lord has done. So fast forward thousands of years. They celebrate that same thing through the giving of the Holy Spirit. Mm.
0: I don't know that was just mind blowing. Me. Oh it's it's a mind blow and it is. and I, that's I'm I, we So I had read this years ago and I brought it back up. We were talking about it and I'm getting back into all my things so I can figure it out. But there were seven festivals. There were spring Mm -hmm. festivals and there were fall festivals and the spring festivals have all been fulfilled. Jesus is the fulfillment of all of those. Mm -hmm. And then these autumn festivals are left back. But like, for example, one of them is called the festival of trumpets. It's it's Rosh Hashanah, I believe Mm. is is the trumpet one. And so like Jesus did Passover In the season of Passover, like literally Passover. So will he trumpet on the day of trumpets? Mm. Right? Like, will he literally, will he atone on the day of atone? Right? Like, so get ready. And so (laughs) get ready. All right, right, so
2: we know. (laughs) I, so we, <laughs> you got time
0: you know? oh my god Where the beginning? it's in September but but so I do have a this is like a life's pet peeve oh. of mine is that there is a Jewish calendar and so Easter is supposed to align with Passover but they do. we do not follow so it's always a pet peeve of mine when Easter is not aligned with Passover so Passover mm-hmm. should be but this year I was going to say when is it it's, it's Passover is oh, the God. same weekend as Easter, Ooh. so oh, when God. I tell you, pack your bags, Mama, get ready.
1: <laughs> oh man,
0: I'm sorry for everything. What's that old done? Song? people get ready. Jesus <laughs> is
1: coming. I repent, yeah. Lord. Yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. hey. And I mean, in the world we're living in now, and that that is crazy. Wars and rumors of wars. People, pack that's your bag. So solid. we yeah. get your big Bible, put it in the big bag. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Y'all better be at church Sunday. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> 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 I just love. I mean, the. And th- this is my story at the end. I don't know what time it is. It's time, it's time okay. for us to
0: start moving to—well, let me say—so, so, Selah, so, Selah yes. is our moment to pause, to remember, to meditate on what God has been showing us. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, go. Gosh.
2: God, I knew this, but it's things like we just talked about where, honestly, they still make no sense to me. Mm-hmm. The festivals and the things mm-hmm. and the timelines and the time is now— the, the thing that is just always just mind-blowing is the depth of the Bible. Mm-hmm. We just talked mm-hmm. that one word that we didn't even mention on this mm-hmm. that we just talked about has meaning that we miss so many times because the depth of the Bible is so much more than just the words on the paper. We know mm-hmm. it's a life-changing thing, but everything just— connects and has a deeper meaning and a deeper purpose. And it's written to specifically one point, everybody to Jesus, but also for us to be changed through the words that God has given us. I don't know. It's just yeah. blowing me the depth and the, um, the way it's written. How did the, the, the uh, the, the, I'll get there. I'm doing waves with my hands. Like well, uh, order, yeah. The it can't make that
0: yeah. much sense. Mm-hmm. Like it it's can't possible yes. something man. written by multiple authors over thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. How does it make sense because yeah. it has one author yep. mm-hmm. and it's it's yeah. one story
2: for yeah. man Yes, yeah.
3: Amen.
2: that's what. I, yeah, and yep. you can see it with even stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. How? So I'm just how thousands of years in the future. From Exodus to then, did it happen on the exact same day? If it wasn't ordained. Mm, Think about when he, the triumphal entry, that happened at a specific moment to fulfill all that we just read and talked about. It's not by chance.
0: Even the irony that the Jewish people miss it.
1: Yeah, and they, miss, and that's they what missed. It. Said. Hey, that's, they still missed it. They still missed it. And like you're crucifying the Lord and Passover. Like are you? Are okay. No, you, no, no, you, hey, yeah. Well,
0: and so here's a really cool thing. I don't know if you know this, but at, at Passover oh, the really? Passover festival, there is a white cloth that they use, and it has spots in it. Three spots. They take a matzah and put it in the first spot. They take the matzah out of the second spot, and they put a matzah in the third spot. And they take this, the middle matzah out. They break it, and they hide it. Mm. So here we have Jesus right into the grave and then the children search for the missing matzah and get a prize when they find the savior. Right. So like, it's kind of crazy. So even if you look at a Passover Seder, Mm. you almost can't miss that Jesus is so, you know, and of course the matzah, it's been pierced. Mm -hmm. It's been broken. You know, we do
2: that with Easter eggs, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but we Mm -hmm. put chocolate in it.
0: <laughs> uh, Matzah must be salted and eaten with butter, and then it's pretty delicious. What do we do
2: for our communion? The gluten free stuff we use.
0: I don't know what that was. It was like, a, <laughs>
2: it was, yeah,
0: it was. It kind of reminded matzo. me of a ruff, ruffles potato. Oh, cake. it's good. some form of unleavened bread, but yeah. we're not supposed to say that. But it was very tasty.
1: No, it yeah, <laughs> it is tasty. All right, I'm done. You're good. <laughs> I guess uh, my my salon moment will be that the, <laughs> that the word of God is undeniable, mm-hmm. and I just want to. Encourage people. Let the Lord wash you, Mm -hmm. like genuinely. Just surrender to Him. (laughs) You know, especially because December. Gosh, you know, we we obviously before September, we obviously, um, I've talked about some pretty deep stuff and some pretty mysterious stuff at all at the same time, um, but. I don't know. I just want to just share, like, let the Lord wash you, man. Like, there's no reason to hold on to things. There's no reason to have like to go deep into your open doors and just get deeper and deeper. And then next thing you know, like, your heart is just so far from the Lord. Mm. You know, let the Lord wash you. You know, mm. just surrender. So that's my last, you know, encouragement for you for you guys, mm. burning
3: man. No, it'd be the same thing that both Ryan and Alex you just shared too. Was I mean, the Word of God? I mean, it's mind blowing. You actually mentioned this on Sunday, Ryan. Too, everything in the Word of God. Everything is there for a reason. Everything that, that's written, every but, every thee, every I, every single word. And how the Old Testament points to the New Testament, we're really pointing to Christ. Christ is in all of it. Robin, as you shared, uh, the author, <laughs> truly there's one author of the Word of God, and uh, it is just mind-blowing. We will forever be drinking from the deep well of the Lord. And it's refreshing, and it gives life. And that's, I don't know, just been uh, such an encouragement uh for me I think of I think of this in a sense we've been kind of throwing some evangelistic tones in here. I think of when uh, the scripture says uh Jesus uh, told his disciples or maybe even Peter I forget who he shared it with but he said um pretty much telling look I gotta go mm-hmm. he said if I be lifted up I will draw all men unto myself wow. And a lot of times we share that in prayer like as a we you know we come together we say hey uh the Bible says if we you know if uh, Jesus name be lifted up he will draw all men to himself that is true But what he was referring to in his context was that literally Jesus was going to be nailed to a cross, and they were going to lift up the cross, Mm. and it was signifying his death and resurrection to come. So now that Jesus has been lifted up, he has literally drawn all men, every ethnicity and nation, Mm -hmm. um, and individuals from every tribe to himself, and he is still doing that. And so if you're listening today, man, Christ gives hope. He has been high and lifted up, and we pray that you might know Christ, the one true God and the one that he has sent. Um, Jesus Christ. And as Peter said, uh, when uh, Jesus asked him, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Mm. And Jesus said to him, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven, we pray that you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, would know the Lord and Savior, Mm. Jesus Christ.
1: That's powerful. (laughs)
0: Amazing. Amazing. Um, I've heard it said, uh, you know, the the Bible, there are pieces that are complex. There are things that are hard to understand. There are things that even we, we look at it, we make guesses, we Mm -hmm. look at the whole of the word and we try to come up with some understanding, but, um, but don't be caught up by the unexplainable. Mm -hmm. Get caught up in what's undeniable. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, It's not my quote,
1: Uh, but but lean into (laughs) the undeniable.
0: And when we see the word, the word fits together. It is undeniable. You know, uh, and and I guess my last thought is kind of what you were saying, but there's that place in scripture where Jesus said, you call me Lord, Lord, and I say, I never knew you. Hmm. And so if you are out there right now and you know about Jesus, but have not made that crossover to call him your savior, to your know Lord, him, to literally oh, yeah. receive the well, feet washing. I mm-hmm. think that that's, you have to, you have to say, my feet are dirty. I cannot wash them. Will yeah. you wash mm-hmm. for me? It takes the humility of saying, mm-hmm. I need to receive from you. But if you've not made that crossover today, make that crossover because perhaps by September, yeah. you well. want to make sure. <laughs> oh uh, my so. God! No, no I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. No, game no game one knows the day. No Joe one knows game the game hour, good. but- but if you're not sure, make sure you have crossed over and that you belong to Him and that you are calling Him yeah. Savior and Lord. Amen.
1: Thank you, Lord. So,
0: so um, great day today. Thank you for this amazing... Con- I look forward to this. This is like the best hour of the week. I love this. So uh, Sally will be back next week to share with you. Uh, uh, Ryan, what's what are we going to be sharing this coming week?
2: This week, we're into the garden. We're at Thursday, late Thursday night into Friday morning mm-hmm. of the Easter week. And uh, we're going to be talking about Judas his real betrayal remember mm-hmm. this week was the idea of the betrayal now it is a betrayal but more focused on Jesus and his prayer to his heavenly father and then the arrest and that'll get us to mm-hmm. Peter
1: you sure you're gonna be able to do that in one Sunday
0: nope well, uh, it's really <laughs> funny we make all these little plans and every time we yeah. sit down yeah. you're like how am I gonna do this and there's, a, week, there's, there's um, a lot
1: happening in uh, that
2: uh, passage yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah there's a lot and this was funny too yeah we I kept telling Robin I was like I was started and then I couldn't even get to the point I wanted to get to I was like mm-hmm. well Sorry, but the Lord will lead the way he needs to. The cup
0: overflows. It has uh, Ryan. There is no doubt that the Holy Spirit is speaking for you every Mm -hmm. week, and we are watching phenomenal things happen. So we are so grateful to God for all that He's doing. Yeah, He's doing great things. So thanks for joining us. See you next week.
2: Bye y'all. See y'all. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. If you'd like to know more about
2: New River Church and the ministries or opportunities we have for you and your family, please visit newriver.church. If you have a question or a topic that you would like for one of our pastors to cover in a podcast, please visit newriver.church forward slash podcast and send us a message. May God cover you with His goodness and grace, and may Jesus always be enough. Talk to you next Wednesday.